especially so during this phase that we are in. We are indeed living in interesting times. We are living in a very special times. Different circumstances calls for different interventions. I'd like to encourage you to make up your mind that it is not going to be business as usual in your personal life. In your prayer life, your time of fellowship, your work, how you relate to God, the time you spend studying the Word of God, the time you spend just praising and worshiping God, it cannot be business as usual. If anything, it be business unusual. When we saw desire a change or to see something different in our lives, we must be ready ourselves to do things differently. To do things that we have not done before. Do things the way that is unusual. After all, you're expecting unusual results you are expecting supernatural growth and increments. You must be ready to do things differently. Reject the status quo. Reject just to accept things as they are. Reject just moving along with the masses and finding yourself agreeing with everybody saying something that may sound true even though it is not true. Love yourself enough that you are ready to do something different in order to see a change in your life. Praise God. So you need to get to that level where if things are not going right, which is the case for many of us under these circumstances, love yourself enough that you are 
able to initiate a process that will help you to turn the situation around. You refuse accepting things as they are. You can be able to see that where you are, you are not at the right place. It is not where you are supposed to be. It is not where you belong. It is most certainly not what you were hoping for, what you expected, what you looked forward to. And that is the beginning of a change when you acknowledge that you are not happy with the status quo. That is the beginning of a change that will bring about something better. So it starts just by you acknowledging that no, something is just amiss. Something is not right. Something doesn't seem to add up. Something is, is out of place. Something is, is missing. It is very important to be concerned enough to can be able to bring about such a change in your circumstances. When you have such a thinking, I believe that it will help you to do the necessary things. It will help you to think right, to focus on God, to seek God more than anything, to allow Him to be in charge, to help you deal with such a change or be able to help you to bring about an improvement in your in your personal life. It's not good enough that things are going wrong around us and we we carry on with our lives as though everything is normal. And that is what is getting even more people in trouble. Because they are not really, um, it hasn't really dawned in their spirit that things are abnormal. It hasn't really dawned in their hearts that there is something that is terribly wrong. And they pretend as if nothing is wrong. And by so doing, they carry on doing things that may even lead them to destruction, that may end up causing them their own lives. So we need to always be very alert and be very 
vigilance. Irrespective of the level you are, irrespective of where you may find yourself, understand that the circumstances we are in cause for such interventions in in the in the realm of the spirit but also it depends on what you do as an individual that may help you to get out of these um, quagmire that you may find yourself in a lot of people are going through such difficult circumstances. So many things have gone wrong under our watch. It's not good enough just to say that, oh, um, you know, it's the will of God. Maybe that is why that happened. Never the will of God when somebody dies, especially so a young soul who has such a great future, a bright future, a future that is looking so bright ahead of them. The Bible says that God is not happy with any death, especially so for a sinner because when a sinner dies, he goes to hell. So God is not happy with anybody going to hell. It is, it is his wish that every individual can be born again. It, it, it grieves him. It pains him. It is, it is something that he's not happy with. So there comes a time when we have to, when we have to travail and just, just pray such a prayer that says, if anything, every person that I know must be born again. Every member in my family must receive Christ. Whether by hook or crook, they must give their lives to Christ. I need to do everything necessary that will help them see the importance of doing it and how this will influence their lives. Not only just be looking at what do I benefit now, because that is what that is the mindset of a man. That's the mentality. What, what, what makes you think that if, if, I, if I come the other side, things will be better? But it goes far beyond that. Apart from just material things, which he's already, he's already said all things are yours. On this earth, not when you're, not when you're, not when you're dead, when you're still here, he has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Every single blessing that you may possibly think of, every earthly blessing, anything and everything that you possibly think that you need in this life, He has given it to you already in Christ Jesus. So, live your life in Him. That is the title for the message that I need to share with you. Live your life in Him. Stay in Him. Be immovable. Be unshakable. 
remain deeply rooted in Christ. Keep your gaze on Him. Focus on God. In as much as there are so many other challenges that you may be seeing amongst other things, some of the challenges that people may are going through today, there's such emotional trauma that people are suffering. Some of them have lost their jobs. Others have lost their families, their family members. Others do not have a means to survive any longer. They are in distress, they are discontented, dejected, and discouraged. They are broken-hearted. Maybe there's a, somebody who has lost his, his husband or her, a, 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 a husband or a wife. There are so many people that feel lonely at this time. Those that are often, who are living in fear every day. And the list goes on. And I, I so much, you know, I, 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 I'm very, um, very aware of what, um, you know, um, things that are, that are, that are being said and, and, and so many things that are being done to help those who are suffering, who are in need. But above all else, when you give somebody the word of God that you have, you will turn their lives to good. So, you have something to give. You have something to give. And that is the word of God that you have in your spirit. That is something that I believe it is of value. It will have change a man, not just for a time being. It will change them from the inside out. There will be a real transformation, a lasting change in their lives. When you give a man food, yes, it's a good thing to do. The thing is, he will eat the food and finish it, and he goes back to square one, where he started. You may give him money today, he'll go and use the money, and the money gets finished. Yes, it is our responsibility. We ought to be doing that. But the devil has stolen more than just food from our people. He stole more than just money. And that is who he is. That is his nature. That is why John 10, 10, he says he's here to kill, steal, and to destroy. But then he says, I am here that you may have life and have it in abundance. He says, I am here so that you may live and live in abundance every day. It doesn't matter what is going on around you. It doesn't matter what the economic circumstances are. You ought to be living a life of abundance. That you are flourishing every single day. You have more than enough. 
You are abundantly supplied. Your sufficiency is of God. You ought to be self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. What he wants to give to you is far beyond just the immediate needs. What God wants to do in your life goes far beyond just the challenges that you're going through. And that is what you need to understand. And keep believing him even under such trying circumstances. You choose God. You stay where you are. When you found him, you stay there. You remain there. You keep it and stay focused. Don't observe lying vanities. The Bible says those that observe lying vanities forsake their own business. Be able to stay in him. Stand your ground. And allow God to be God. You know, there comes a time, sometimes, when you just need to be still and know that it's God. Be still. Be quiet. And allow him, allow, allow yourself to have the calmness of the spirit. In the stormy seas, in the rough weathers, under such a storm and such a difficult, difficult and, 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 and trying time, you, you stay still. And you know that God is in charge. Know that He is the God of love and not of punishment. He is the God of all grace. If anything, depend on His grace. If, if at all you're thinking that your prayers are not enough, he is a God of all grace. There is more than sufficient enough grace for what you're going through today. That is why it says, if by one man offense death reigned by one, much more they that receive the abundance of grace shall reign by one Jesus Christ. If you have received just grace, it's good enough. But there's also abundance of grace that will happen, that will allow you to lead a life that says that indeed I am reigning in this life. You reign like a king. You are so very aware of what is it that he has done for you at the cross, what he has accomplished for you. What this means to you today. How much convinced are you that what he has done for you is enough? You may be thinking, oh, but you know, I've just lost my job. I've, I've lost something I, I love dearly. I don't have anything. I, you know, I've literally lost uh, friends. I don't have anybody. You're never alone. He says, I'm with you always. You need just to remind yourself of that fact. After all, what is food? 
what is what is it that you think that it is more important than what you have? Let me read you from Matthew Matthew chapter number six, from verse number twenty-five. He says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Many people are worrying about their lives at this time. They are worried about not having this or that. I don't have a job, I don't have money, I don't have food, I don't have, I don't have friends, and, and, and the list goes on. He says, do not worry about your life because it is not yours but mine. If you know that this life that you now have is his, you let him be the one who is worrying about it. Let him be the one who's, who is you know, who is doing the worrying for you? It's as simple as that. It is as simple as that. But if you're not aware, you will continue worrying. And before you know, you even become sick. Before you know, you are depressed. Before you know, you start losing weight. Meantime, he's saying, you need not to worry. But anyway. He says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the bed of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to his stature? Says worrying won't help you with anything except worry wrinkles. It won't help you except that you may end up losing weight by worrying. You may end up looking older than you are because you're worried. I don't think that anybody wants to to find themselves in that situation. Many a times you ask somebody, even if they are 40 something, they'll say, no, I'm just about 28. Everybody wants to stay young, look good. <laughs> you know? They don't want. <laughs> it's nothing wrong advancing in age. But you, you don't want to give it all, you know, by just not um, by just warning. You know, you already say 
you are, you know, um, at such and such age. I've seen it. I've seen it. Sometimes you meet guys and they just not taking care of themselves. And now you walk past this guy. And then they they yell at you. They start accusing you of all manner of things. Now you think you know better. Now you you think we're no longer good enough that you, you greet us. I greet everybody, but at this time maybe they're expecting more. But you just didn't recognize that this is the same guy. And he's offended. And maybe genuinely so, men will be angry that you can't recognize him. Because he just he just not looking after his eyes. And that is sometimes just what we need to to learn to do. Look at what he said in verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's why we're in this year of serving the Lord. We want to serve God like never before. Not because we're ignorant. Not because we don't know that there is a COVID-19. COVID-19 will come and go. But we are here to serve God. He said, this heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall by no means pass away. His word is truth. His word is light. It has lighted up every man that has come to this world. Every other invention will come and go, but his word will stand. It will remain. It is important for you to have that in mind. That even when there is such a difficulty, you are able to say to yourself, instead of me being fixated in looking for this or that, how about I seek first his kingdom? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. How about that? Because you see, when you're looking for all these other things except his kingdom, you get worn out. You get tired. You find yourself losing hope, not even having achieved 10% of all the things you're looking for because you're trying to do it by your own self. Whereas he says, if you seek this my kingdom and its righteousness, everything else I will give you. Everything else will not be an issue. You will not have to, to struggle. In life. Seek first the kingdom of God. Is the kingdom of God established in your heart? Is the kingdom of God established in your family, in your neighborhood, in your community where you live? How established are you in 
And you got it to a point where you're able to say that it is God and God alone. And I, I don't have any other, any other option but God. And you are doing whatever it takes to make it a point that His will is established in your heart. Let it be established. Let it take that center stage in your mind. Let it be the focus of your life. Let it be the, at the center of you doing everything that you do. It must be your consciousness. It must be, it must be a life that you choose to live in Him. And you understand how important that is for you. You need to just keep believing God more than ever before. Keep trusting God even in such under such difficult circumstances. They may have told you that you are sick or unwell for one thing or the other. Isaiah 41 text says, So do not fear, for I am with you. This is God talking to you. He says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. He says, I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Don't be afraid. God says, I am with you. He says, I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Not only that, he is showing or directing you where you must go. He says, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. It was good enough when he had said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, I know the way. I am the way. He is the way. Now, he is not going to just leave you to find a way by your own side. He says, not only that I will direct you in the way in which you go, but I will also hold you with, your right, with my righteous right hand. And leads you in the way in which you, you should go. He wants to make it a point that he gets you to the destination, to the desired end. He, he wants to hold you with his hand. He wants to carry you through. He, he, he doesn't want you to, to struggle uh, uh, by your own zam or, or to find uh, your zam going the, the wrong way in this life. And that is why it is important to understand that whenever you find yourself in such a situation, be very quick to call on him or remind yourself of this very truth. John eleven four, Jesus heard that when he heard about Lazarus who was sick. Look at what he says here. 
He says, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. That the Son of God may be glorified through it. And that is where we need to be always be, be mindful of such as that. Be very aware that there is no need for you to live in fear or to be worried because uh, you know of somebody else who may have died during this time. And suddenly you yourself are living in fear even before you find yourself in death. That is very um, um, you know, undesirable and it is not going to it is not going to um, to help you to 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 overcome this uh, this challenge. I mean, even even ask. I mean, you know, you know sometimes we need to reprogram ourselves, Re reprogram our, uh, you know, recondition our our spirits and our mindsets because many times. People have a tendency to say things. In as much as you as a child God are aware of all this that Abdul said to you, why would it be that when now there is a, a, a challenge, the thinking is just the same as everybody else? But what happens? No, we need to change our mindset. We need to stop thinking like every other man. After all, you have the mind of Christ, the Bible says. So it is not right that you are only told that you, you have um, 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 this or that disease and then you start thinking, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, the doctor said, oh, oh, I need to. No, no. To, you need to remind yourself of this truth. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Be able to trust and believe in Him even under such trying circumstances. Yes, a thousand can fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near you, he said. Even when you were supposed to be sick in your bed. 
But because you are able to to rise above these uh, these thoughts and, and and lift yourself in the spirit and have remind yourself of what he has done for you, you are able to find yourself in your coming out of the triumphant. So it's not good enough that you find yourself saying that you are praying yet you're living in fear. It's not it's not desirable. So change, change, change your thoughts. When you change your thoughts, it will change the way you speak. It will change your actions. It will change your habits. And then the results will be different. So, don't get used to when somebody says, it, Oh, I, 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 I have um, uh, a flu, or I, I have uh, a, a, such and such a disease. I'm not a specialist in disease, I always try to do disease. But there are people who, you know, when they feel just one pain on their smallest toe in their foot, they'll explain it to you until it gets their brain. They, they, have, they know the connection between the, the pain in their toe and, and what's in their brain. I mean, honestly, how, how, much, how much of this, this uh, helps you in your situation. It's not desirable. If anything, learn to confess the word of God to yourself and be able to say, when somebody says, I have COVID, tell them you're not going to die. Tell them it's not an end. It's not a death sentence. There's still God. There's still God in heaven. God is still in charge. He's still God in your situation. He wants to be God in his you. That is why Jesus Christ, when they say Lazarus is sick, he's about to die, he say, oh, what does he have? Is he TV? Is he HIV? Is he this? Is he that? He wasn't interested. It wasn't even mentioned anyway. All he knows is that the man was sick and he died. Must have been something that was serious enough, but that was not an issue. He says, this sickness is not unto death. That was the very first he said when he had, that the, the one he loved is in this condition. And that is where we need to be very careful. That if anything, you, you be the first one to say, yes, I, I may have been told, but I know that I'm not going to die. Not now, not this time. God still has a plan for my life. You preserve my life. He has a plan. He has a purpose. God still wants me in this earth, serving him and, and establishing, getting his kingdom established. There's something that God has brought me here for. And that is what I need to focus on. That's why he says here that you need, you need, you know, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That is where you must be focused. He, he knew that you could be in a, in, a, in a position where you are tempted to, to, to now focus on the pain that you make. No, that's not an issue. Seek first his kingdom. Use this. Not only that he said that. He says here, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. That the Son of God may be glorified through it. 
when there's such a situation, you know, you you need to you need to be you need to be it, it's not being insensitive when you say to somebody that you're not going to die. You you know that it is it is it is it is what what will have them to to what to bring about the change. You you want you want to demonstrate the power of God in their lives. You want to have them see God use that situation to bring about His glory, that they too may now have life. They can now see, and perhaps that's what they need in order for them to also live their lives to Christ. Other than asking all the time, oh, my sister, are you born again? Do you know there's COVID these days? You know, you may die tomorrow and then, then. No. This is, this, is, this is what they must understand. This is what I believe will bring a change in everybody's life. And that is what we need to be focusing on. That you know that he didn't just die in vain. What he has accomplished for them at the cross is good enough to save their lives. It is good enough to change their safest score. Get them out of this situation that they may find themselves in. You know, just because things may seem to be okay and uh, you, you are happy, it doesn't mean that you must just relax. Alright? Not everybody is, um, um, you know, uh, going through the same challenges. Of all those I've mentioned to you, for, for somebody, you know, those are things that seem to be very far from them. So I'm saying that at times, just because everything seems to be well and and and, and you know it seems you know things are going uh, well and, and you're happy and, and and everything you know it seems to be fine and and, and all that now i i'll advise it that is a time when you must be praying like never before when you when, when when it seems to be so calm and everything just seems to be perfectly okay that is when you're most vulnerable that is when the devil is playing that's why you hear every day oh this COVID-19 got us sleeping we didn't we least expect it really everybody seems to be just going on about their lives and focusing on what they need and everything and suddenly this happens so i'm just saying if you know after all you could be in the eye of the storm. In the, in the, you know, you know, you know, there's always danger lacking in the in the calm waters. Where it seems to be calm and there seems to be nothing that is worrying you. That is when when there's when the when when the, when the devil is uh, is uh, is scheming and uh, is, is playing. So it is advisable. You know when you learn to pray, when you seem to have everything? Pray when there's a difficulty will not be an issue. Seeking God under such difficult circumstances will not be, will not be such a, a problem. 
And maybe that is what we need to learn to do. So that we don't find ourselves being outside of that, uh, you know, if, if, if you can talk about a hedge, or if your prayers are the ones that will affect you, keep it. Keep praying. That will help you to stay in that, in that, in that, under that protection. So that the, you not, you not, um, uh, you don't expose yourself in any way. The devil doesn't find a, a you know, a, any area in your land that he can use to attack you. So be very, um, um, be very vigilant and uh, steadfast in your prayers. Ephesians 6, 18 says, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Be watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Pray always with all manner of prayer and supplications in the spirit. Be watchful. Be vigilant. Be alert. He says, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So you need to get to that point where you persevere, be able to reach out to someone in need. Take some time to encourage and pray for friends, your family members, every individual in your community, those around you. Take, take some time, your, your time. You just say, this is the time that I'm going to spend praying for my neighbors. You just say, this week, I'm going to be praying for our nation, for every individual in this country. You'll be amazed how much change will happen when you begin to do so. Take it, make it, you know, sometimes you need to get to a point where you pray as though everything is dependent on your prayers. Whatever else that will come, that will happen, be the results of the prayers that you did pray. Pray as though everything that is to do with your life is dependent on the prayers that you are praying. That is how serious your praise. So, things must just happen. Many times you hear that. Oh, what happened? No, I don't know, you know. Things just, um, just happen. You know, it just caught me by surprise, you know. Now, devil use that opportunity. And people goes to an extent of blaming the devil. For their own doing when they had an opportunity to do right. Oh no, maybe the devil got it to me. I didn't know. I don't know um, what I was thinking. I don't know. That just goes to say you're not in charge of your life. And it is very important 
to come to that uh, point where you have acknowledged that you need God in trust Him with your life and let Him be the one who is in charge. Second Corinthians 4.15 says, All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. All this, he says, it is to your benefit. So that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to flow to the glory of God. It will help you. It will help you. Doesn't matter what anybody may say or may have done to you. Even if you have suffered such an injustice, you still need to pray for those people. Remind them that God is love. He says in 1 John 4 20, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or a sister is a liar. Anybody who claims to know God but hates his own brother or his own sister, the Bible says that person is a liar. Not when you know God. Because God is love. When you know God, you love everybody. Unconditionally so. Then it says, for whoever does not love their brother and sister, whom they have seen, cannot love God, whom they have not seen. It is as simple as that. So it is in your interest to always remind yourself of who you are and be able to do things that will bring about such a situation. Maybe you feel emotionally drained at the point of giving up. He said in 2 Corinthians 15, 7, but as for you, be strong and do not give up. For your work will be rewarded. You need not be worthy of victory. Bible says in due season you reap such great rewards. So, continue setting down the way that you would have wanted to set down. You may be at a point where you do not understand or you do not know what to do next. You know, many people are scared at this time, not just for what they are seeing happening, that they are scared about their future. Just a thought of what will happen tomorrow or what will come next. That is, that is something that could torment them, that could cause so much fear in their spirit. That is when you, you need to talk to God. Ask the Holy Spirit. 
to reveal to you than trying to make assumptions. Ask him what it be like. It's not to say you must stop planning, if anything. You want to still continue planning as though you will be here forever. Do things that will say that you are as confident in him. You know that he has he has better plans for you. He's, he's, uh, there are things that, that, that are just waiting for you to just stand up and, and, and take that one step of faith and, and just begin to lay hold of this truth in your life even today. So if anything, that is uh, not to say that his plans have now suddenly changed, that you must now just give up on uh, all the things that he has uh, uh, promised. You need to keep your hope alive and stay focused. In Romans 8, 24, he says, For in this hope we were saved. But hope the object of which is seen is not hope. For how can one hope for what he already sees? You want to just stay, keep, keep your hope alive. You need to um, um, just remind yourself of what promises he has made concerning your life. So that you do not give up on yourself because of what is happening around you. You do not find yourself missing out on, on his plans because of just what you are seeing. But if we hope for what is still unseen by us, we wait for it with patience and composure. says we wait for it. Wait for it. Be patient enough. He says, be patient enough. You wait for it with such patience and composure. You, you want to, you know, um, keep that positive expectation in your heart of what is, what is to come. So, in verse 26, he says, so too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. That is why I say to you, you, you may not know what is it that may happen tomorrow, but you have the Holy Spirit. He says, the Bible says, He will come to your aid. He will bear you up in your weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. He says, we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought, but the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads 
in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. One, that is so very remarkable. Verse 27, it says, And he who searches the heart of man knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit. That is what his intent is. Because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints, according to and in harmony with God's will. Ah, if anything, I'll just want to stay in Him 24-7. Live your life in Him. You cannot afford to find yourself going astray or trying to do things outside of his way. Not, not when you understand this truth. Not when you know that the Spirit is interceding and pleading on your behalf. So that you may have that good life that you need, that you're looking for, that you hope for. He wants you to have the best of everything. So why would I want to find myself working outside of his will? Be able to do things that will help you not to live in fear. Is there in First Timothy 1 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity? But of power, of love, and of some man. So, you, you have, you have power. You have the power of God that is deposited in you. You have the Holy Spirit. You have something that 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 you can unleash that is residing on the inside of you. What would you do? when you know that he has given you a spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. That is when you just start making such bold decisions. Need not be anxious or anything in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving. Make your requests be known unto God. You do not want to be anxious. You do not want to live in fear. You do not want to find yourself being tormented for anything. Philippians 4, 7, it says, The peace of God who surpasses, which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. May that peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It is important that you continue living in victory every single day in your life. In closing, let me read you Colossians chapter number 2. I so much believe that where you are, you have every reason to live your life 
for Ghana. Be able to say that I commend everything to you. Allow him to be gone in your situation. Stay in him. Stay focused. Keep your gaze on him. Colossians 2 from verse number 6, it reads as follows. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. So then, he says, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Rooted and build up in him. Strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing with thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive, including the devil, through hollow and deceptive philosophies. This is, this, this is your responsibility. Do not allow your Zion to be tossed to and fro by every form of doctrine. Do not allow your Zion to be misled by things that sound true to the ear. He says here, see to it, make it your personal responsibility that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He says, in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. That is just to say, you lack nothing. He is the head over every power and authority. Know that for your son, so that nobody persuades you to think or believe that there is, there is better power elsewhere or something better outside of us. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. Since your whole self was ruled off. Having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. So that is, that is just marvelous. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. He says, your whole self ruled by the flesh. This is taking us back to what he said, that you need not be worried about your life, but your body, what you eat, clothes, what you wear. He says he, 
Your whole sin proved by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by, by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. That is what you need to constantly remind yourself of. He says, when you were dead in, in your sins and in the circumstances of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. God made you alive with Christ. Having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. That is what you need to be aware of. Lastly, in 1 Corinthians 15, I read you just the last two verses. In closing, 57 and 58, verses 57 and 58, he says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 58 it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord. Go an extra mile. Do more than just enough in the service of the Lord. It is always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always being superior, excelling, and doing more than enough in the service of the Lord. He didn't say when there is COVID-19, do just about enough. Always doing more than enough in the service of the Lord. Always, under every circumstances. Really, I want to do more than what I would have ordinarily done. Knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile, it is not in vain, it is never wasted or to no purpose. There's never a time when you're doing the things that you're doing for God and it is a waste. It's my prayer that you receive such spirits to serve in the heart of God. And be able to commit wholly, wholeheartedly so in doing the work of God. Be hands on with the work of the ministry. Be actively involved in what God is doing in the lives of people today. May God strengthen you. He will give you such special grace. He will grant you the ability that you need in order to do 
more than what you are able to do by your own self. Receive such special ability and a special grace to excel, to be able to do things beyond your own understanding, beyond your own ability. Be diligent in all things. And the Bible says, once you see a man being diligent in his work, he shall stand before kings and not before ordinary men. It is my prayer that you stand before kings and not just ordinary men. God will continue to use you in a very special way. God will continue directing your steps, leading and guiding you by His Spirit that you find yourself being at the right place at the right time, meeting the right people for the right reasons, and being able to do precisely that which God would have wanted for you to can do. You will speak the oracles of God under every circumstances. When you...